0: Right, folks. Welcome into the Orange and Brown Report. I am your host, Jared Mueller. I am your tired. I am your struggling host, Jared Mueller. Uh, this morning, you know, off of a couple hours of sleep, I thought it was time. Uh, I wanted to do it last night, but I decided to give myself a little bit of time, a little bit of rest to make sure my cognitives were where they needed to be to record today's podcast. Following the Cleveland Browns' loss to the Baltimore Ravens, officially forty-seven to forty-two. Two of those points, obviously, coming at the end of the game on the safety when the ball was thrown all over the field, and they went backwards instead of forwards. Uh, yeah, Whatever. It is what it is with those last two points. Uh, really a game that ended, obviously, with the Justin Tucker 55-yard field goal with the Browns coming up short on Monday Night Football. Um, Yeah listen, I'll be honest. Last night I sent out a tweet that I'm going to talk about here and it really hit a nerve with people. And, and I just put on Twitter that how it hit a nerve with people actually hit a nerve with me. Not that people aren't allowed to have their opinions or think different than me, all that stuff. That's all good. But it was really interesting how, how people thought really bothered me and frustrated me as an analyst, as a fan even, um, and all the different things that I do. And so before we, before I just jump into that and kind of Share my thoughts. Uh, Let me talk to you about Indeed. All right, so 2020 has been such a challenge. We're we're getting close to the end now, Uh, but businesses are across the globe are challenged to be the most efficient. Which means every hire is critical. Indeed is here to help. Indeed is the number one job site in the world with. Uh, More total visits than any other job site according to Comscore. Indeed can find you quality candidates quickly, so you can focus on hiring the person you need going forward. Unlike other sites, you have full control with Indeed uh, and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need. You can pause your account at any time, and there are no long-term contracts. And now Indeed's new way of matching you with candidates instantly delivers a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job criteria that you can contact the moment you sponsor a job making Indeed the only job site that can move as fast as you do. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best available offer anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash Wire. Offer valid through December 31st. Terms and conditions apply. So, listen, last night I sent out this tweet without OBJ, Hooper, Ward, Harrison, Delpit, and Greedy against an experienced team playing for their season, it resulted in a last-second 55-yard field goal in what many people are calling the game of the year in the NFL. And you can analyze that as you will. And let me just be honest. People analyze that as they will. Uh, my my tweets or my Twitter has been... Uh, For me, which is never, I'm not really a viral type guy. uh, 210 retweets, 787 lights, 36 uh, quote, or I'm sorry, 36 responses. um, Total engagements around 35,000 people. Honestly, really landed on two sides of it, and what was really interesting is many of them landed on the side that. You're just making excuses. It's all about wins and losses. It's not about anything else. Just win the game. Or moral victories don't count. Listen, I know that there are a lot of black or white thinkers uh, in the Myers-Briggsian world. That's the J personality. The judgment is a black and white thinker. But in sports, I'm going to be very, very blunt with you. If it's only about wins and losses, I don't know why you watch the game. If it's only about wins and losses, I don't know why you listen to a podcast. If it's only about wins and losses, I don't know why you read analysis pieces. Because if it's only about wins and losses, just wake up the next morning and find out who won and lost. And then yay, or be sad. You watch the game, you listen to podcasts, you watch and listen to analysis because context matters matters. Context matters, right? The reality is, if the Ravens were three and whatever, that context matters. If the Ravens had their top wide receiver, top tight end, four of their top five or six cornerbacks out, which they've lost some players as the game went on, but they actually got healthy going into this game or they got players back going into this game. If they had that many types of players and and quality players on their depth chart out, it matters because it's context context. And so they were playing, really, and it's funny, I think if I would have put it in a different order, maybe people wouldn't have been as, I don't know, frustrated, but I think they still would be. Because the reality is, is, what might be the most important part of this is the Browns were playing against an experienced team who's played together for a long time, had the same coaching staff for a long time, who were playing for their season. They had everything, everything to lose. Now, the Browns had a lot to win and a little bit to lose, right? The odds that the Browns were able to catch the Steelers is is still there. Obviously, the Steelers are probably not going to lose to the Bengals. Uh, and and who knows who they're going to lose to? You know, if they if they're even going to lose going into the Browns game and lose to the Browns, so the Browns had a little bit to play for. Obviously, it's it's important. They want the win. It was a big game, and we saw that by how they played the game. But the Ravens had their season on the line, and the Browns lost to them on a fifty-five yard goal at the end of the game context it freaking matters y'all and listen I know I'm preachy a little bit here but the reality is is that if it only matters about wins and losses what'd y'all say after the Titans game I know many of you well they let the Titans come back doesn't matter they won. them they won right that's all that matters they won the game well, well they barely beat the Jaguars no, but they won the game. They barely beat the Bengals in the second game. Well, they won, or right, probably both games, but they won the game. Context matters, guys. Like, we, if we, if not, and I don't mean this, like, listen, I love that so many of you support the podcast. So many of you support the OBR. So many of you have supported my career over the last 11, 12 years of, of covering sports, right? Cavs for a long time, Browns for all of the time. Sometimes with the Indians, sometimes for the Buckeyes. You guys have supported that. The reason you do that is context matters. It's not about moral victories. It's about understanding what we just saw, and we saw Browns team take a Ravens team whose back was against the wall to the end of the game and that the Ravens needed a 50- or 5-yard field goal to win the game. Also, in context, I want to make sure, listen, I want us all to sound smart. And I'm not saying I ever sound smart. I'm really frustrated this morning with, with where fans' brains go. Like, man, it's just so black and white. It's not taking into context I everything. Mean, listen, I'm not celebrating this morning. But I want to see this game within the context of what really happened, right? So the other thing I want to say is let's make sure we're all uh, speaking in a smart way. Cody Parkey cost the Browns three points, not four. And what I mean by that is this. The Browns don't go for two if Cody Parkey makes his field or his extra point. They got the two. Now, if Cody Parkey or I'm sorry, if Cody Parkey misses the extra point and the Browns go for two and they missed the two-point conversion, then Cody Parkey actually would have cost around five points, okay? But the way it worked out, he missed the extra point, they went for two, they got it, they made up for his missed extra point and would not have gone for two had he not missed the extra point. So they took care of Cody, they had his back. Cody Parkey didn't cost the Browns four points, he cost the Browns three points, And that would have mean, and again, we don't know how game flow and everything else would have gone, but that means that last second 55-yard field goal would have been to tie the game going into overtime, right? We don't know how game flow and everything would have gone if if Parky hadn't missed that field goal so early in the game, but just want to make sure we all are speaking smartly. Cody Parky cost the Brown three points. Would have been four or five, but the Browns took care of him with their two point conversion that they wouldn't have even attempted had Cody not missed his extra point. Cody Parkey cost the Browns three points, not four. That is the context by which we realize what that game meant, what that game was, and how we can understand it. In the end, the black and white data function thing that nobody can argue is the Browns lost, right? It is about wins and losses. That's what that's what happens. That's what the scoreboard says. That's what the standings say. But if that's all you care about, just read, read ESPN.com. Go to CBS Sports in the morning. Find out who won the game. And don't care about context at all. Don't worry about it. Don't listen to the podcasts. I mean, listen to mine. Um, just do that. You can listen to mine. You should listen to mine. You should listen to Jake's, the OBR film breakdown. breakdown. Yeah, you, but don't don't read any other site besides the OBR's analysis because if the context doesn't matter none of that matters and all you need is the results you can look you can be a box score person who goes well well the, you know Nick Chubb only ran for 82 yards and two touchdowns he only had a 4.8 yard care average per carry yeah he didn't have that great of a game that's what you could say again context context matters speaking of context uh, the context of why I'm talking on the microphone instead of you know playing the game last night or whatever is thanks to natural athleticism or commitment or my overbearing or lack of overbearing parents, fewer than 1% of 1% of 1% of people ever play professional football. But instead of entering the NFL, we've all joined another league, the League of Football Watchers. This football season will be different, and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day, no matter how you watch. And I'm going to be honest, Pepsi is ready to get me ready for my day after game day. Uh, Help me through the night, but also, listen, need some energy today. Pepsi is here for me. It's here here for you. Pepsi is a refreshment you need to power through any game day because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game it's made for those who watch it go to madeforfootballwatching.com to check out the latest football watching content from Pepsi Pepsi made for football watching so so what did we learn what context besides you know the things we've already talked about can we learn first we knew and we know the Cleveland Browns defense needs a ton would it be nice to have Ward? Obviously, right. Number one uh, cornerback. Who knows where that? How they would have you know put him out there? Would it have been nice to have Ronnie Harrison? Yes. Do we know what we're going to get out of Grant Delpit? No. Um, Everybody talking about Achilles, and it's hard to come back from. Absolutely. But listen, the reality is, is he was a high level player. Uh, Medicine and and all that stuff is getting so much better over time. And worst case scenario, he's a really, really, really good third, third safety and they need a free safety to go with him and Harrison. If not, they still are going to want a really, really good free or a third safety, uh, kind of a combination to go with him and Harrison. If he is the free safety and then greedy, listen, uh, he tweeted about it yesterday. He's got a pinch nervy issue. Uh, I talked to a few people in the medical community. Uh, there is just a long recovery time for that, uh, six to 12 months, uh, at times, depending on how there's healing and getting strength back in the arm and strengthening around it and all that kind of stuff. Uh, so, you know, he is what he, is uh, I think he's very good and, the, and in the end we know the Browns do and the reason is and I brought this up before we know that the Browns do because for the first few games of the year I think it was for four or five they listed Terrence Mitchell as starting in place of Greedy Williams so again Terrence Mitchell was starting in place of Greedy Williams so that tells you the Browns saw Greedy as their starter Before his injury caused him as many problems as he is having at this point in time. But we know that they need a lot on defense. We know that. We have known that. And then there are specific teams or things that really bother the Browns. And speed is one of them. The Browns are not in position on defense, especially with a lot of players out or some players out, to really deal with speed. They need a lot more Added to their defense. We have known that, folks. None of that should be surprising. What might be surprising is that despite zero turnovers from the Ravens. Right, they they had one fumble that uh, they got back on. Dobbins fumbled. Not even sure if it would end up being a fumble. Zero turnovers from the Ravens. Your Cleveland Browns scored 40 to Points. Should have been 45. Again, three not four from Parkey needed. The Browns passing offense is legit, folks. Baker Mayfield is spreading the ball around the field. We look at the box scores, and again, we're not box score scouting. We saw this as the game was going on. Baker Mayfield, 28 of 47. Not a great completion percentage. 343 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. I'm going to talk about that interception here in just a second. But look at uh, his receivers Hunt six Donovan people's Jones, three Higgins, six Landry, six and Joku three Chubb two, Harrison Bryant, three totaling up to their 355 yards, right? So Baker Mayfield, obviously Jarvis Landry had his one completion as well. Uh, but Baker Mayfield was spreading the ball around making things happen. That passing. So two touchdowns, obviously they rushed for four, but the passing offense really carried the team. And that is something that can be built on. Over the last couple of weeks, we have learned that the Cleveland Browns can win with their passing offense. The run game did good, 138 yards, uh, right? 23 of that is from Baker. Uh, Thirty, Only 33 from Hunt, who still had a touchdown, and, and obviously Chubb with 82. But the Browns' passing offense... This helped them win the last, or I'm sorry, helped them compete in the last two games, helped them win against the Titans, right? And even that interception, I want to tell you, again, context matters. Because here's the thing about that interception. Different than the old Baker Mayfield. The old Baker Mayfield didn't see people didn't understand what was going on in front of him that's where he really tended to struggle or he let things float right so the ball's floating you know especially over the middle stuff that Jake Burns has talked about all the time on this podcast his podcast and in articles at theobr.com that that interception was different baker saw the player and tried to fire it in there tried to make a play, thought he was Brett Favre, could throw it through a wall, and not, had no thought that, that Bowser could would be able to get his hand on and intercept that ball based on his body position, how hard Baker threw it, all that. Mayfield took a, an educated gamble there. Now, it didn't work out, but it's totally different than the Baker-Mayfield interceptions that frustrate so many people. He saw the guy. Like he looked directly at him for a second or so and then thought he could fit it in and he actually didn't throw a terrible ball. He threw it really hard and didn't, he thought worst case scenario, it's an incompletion. That guy's batting it down. Best case scenario. It's a completion. I believe that was Higgins that he was throwing to. uh, And he kind of snuck one in there, right? That's what Baker thought. That's a different kind of interception. So we learned that the passing offense is legit. We learned when mostly healthy, the Ravens are still really good, right? So we look at their record; they were seven and five coming into the game. The reality was is that they dealt with a lot with COVID and they had a lot of injuries, similar to the Browns. So when really when they're decently healthy or mostly healthy, they're still really good. We know that the Browns. We do now know that if the Browns make the playoffs, they should be a tough out. They can go score to score, right? Forty two points in the NFL. That's a good amount of points, right? I'm looking at the scoreboard right now while I'm while I'm talking to you. The Colts had 44, Seattle had 40. And I think we might be done there, folks, right? So the Browns had the third most points in the league today or this this week. Obviously behind Baltimore and then obviously behind Indianapolis, but that the Browns are going to be a tough out. They're not a team that uh, other teams are going to want to play. Uh and then I'll just be very honest with you. I said before the Titans game that I didn't think anything about these two weeks were going to change my mind about the team. I'm wrong. I was wrong. The passing offense ability to score points is different. Y'all it makes, it can make up for that terrible defense and thinking about game flow Right. So at one point in time, the Browns were down 14, I think twice down 14. And when in week one or against the Steelers early in the season, we didn't think the Browns had the passing offense to come back to make up for. Right. Jake always talks about this as a offense that does best from playing ahead or playing even. Last couple of weeks, they've shown that they have a passing offense that can come back. Or put up huge points and hold on to a lead. My opinion of the team has changed. Now, has it changed drastically? No. But I went from thinking they were going to be a pretty easy out unless they got the best case matchup and, you know, injuries or whatever in the playoffs to the Browns can probably win a game in the playoffs. Probably just one. But even that second game, the. The Browns will be competitive. The Browns will make a team sweat and could pull off a victory. I don't believe the Browns are in position that they will beat the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm not yet sold on the Steelers, though. So I went from thinking the Browns would probably get not easily bounced in the playoffs, but not really, you know, when we talk about game control and all that stuff, not really be able to win the game. to to expecting that they'd be very competitive and, depending on the matchup, expecting them to win their first playoff game and believing they have a chance to make it to the AFC Championship game. Now, will they? Who knows? Playoffs are whatever they are. The Browns have, like, zero experience, right? Like, that's just the reality of what it is. But I'll tell you that my opinion has changed. What that means, we'll find out. Because coming up, We got a little Frank Sinatra. We got New York, New York, right? So Giants and Jets, I think we all believe they should win both of those games. But I think the loss, I think if they beat Baltimore, that they would be looking at kind of a a trap game coming up here against the Giants, who, again, have a lot to play for, right? The Browns have less to play for. They have more to play for coming up than they did on Monday night compared to the Ravens, right? But... The Giants have everything to play for, but I think this loss is really going to lead to two really decisive victories and, and, and honestly, a three-game winning streak going into the playoffs as they knock off the Pittsburgh Steelers as well, who I think are just trying to find themselves and hoping to, to get there and that it'll just be enough, knowing that they are a limited team, especially on the offensive side of the ball, so... Frank Sinatra, New York, New York, folks, and then Pittsburgh to end the season. And I think you're going to look at a Cleveland Browns team that is 12 and four. Worst case scenario, I think the Cleveland Browns should be 11 and five, and at the beginning of the season with all the limitations, with that, with new head coach, with first time GM, with systems being in place, with a pretty depleted defense, with a lot of one year deals. 11 and five, 12 and four. That is a good season. Again, that's why context matters. And it's not just about wins and losses, folks. If it was just about wins and losses, just pick up the paper. Just go to CBS Sports. Just come to the OBR to see the results. Don't watch the game because the game doesn't matter if it's all about wins and losses. You watch the game. You listen to podcasts. You read all of our work at the OBR.com because context matters to you. You also may... Go to bet online because football is in full swing. Uh, you may not be at a game. By the way, 12,000 of you last night, Baker had to actually quiet you down. Like that tells me how awesome our fans are in Cleveland. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at bet online. Bet online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win the season from game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props. Bet online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season bonuses today starting off. Wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Don't forget to use the promo code BlueWire at betonline.ag. That's BlueWire, all one word. Bet Online, your sports book experts. I hope you, like me, can get through the day with as much energy as you need uh if you need to you know get to indeed.com use code blue wire you need a little pepsi to get you through the day uh they're made for football watching and again if you want to go to betonline.ag use the code blue wire but i hope you're able to make it through the day i hope you were able to see the game in context Obviously they lost, that's just a statistical data fact, but the rest of the game is in context. I hope you're able to see that. Hope you say Cody Parkey caused the caused the Browns three, not four points, because you are a smart Browns fan, uh, and I hope you are ready for Frank Sinatra's New York, New York, and Pittsburgh, and your Cleveland Browns finishing off the season well, with a winning record, double digit wins, and a playoff spot, because that's what I'm here for, folks. And as always, please take care of yourself, take care of others, and go Browns.